This is the public speaker. Quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. Today's episode is a response to an email that I received from listener Kylie P. from Missoula, Montana. Here's her email. I completed graduate school last year and have been seeking a great job. I've had interviews for almost every job that I've applied for, about 15 interviews, several of which I really wanted, interviews for which I prepared for days in advance. Despite the success with getting interviews, I haven't been offered a single position and I'm really frustrated. I've contacted some of the organization and they've talked mainly about I just didn't have enough experience relative to the selected individual. But I still feel there must be some way to improve my interview. Can you offer suggestions on what to do when you've been searching for a long time and all you end up with receiving is negative feedback and rejection? Well, Kylie, no one enjoys being rejected, and in this job market, you're certainly not alone in your frustration. In fact, I dedicated an entire chapter in my upcoming book on interviewing for ways to remain upbeat, but that's really not enough. As every good salesperson knows, it's important to view every no as one step closer to the yes. In this episode, I'll focus on specific steps you can take to turn serial rejections into positive lessons for improvement. As you mentioned in your email, Kylie, asking for feedback is definitely the way to go. However, it can be really difficult to solicit and receive honest feedback. As you've experienced, often when a candidate asks for feedback, the safe and the common response is the selected individual was a better fit for the position. Unfortunately, that doesn't help you to improve. Of course, I can't tell you what's going on either without actually hearing or seeing you in action. However, typically, when people consistently don't get past first-round interviews, the problem is often with personal hygiene, attitude, or the ability to communicate clearly and concisely. That said, in today's job market, there are so many reasons things could be going wrong. So, I think the best approach is to get direct feedback. In your email, you mentioned that you talked with the organization and you asked for feedback. I'm wondering if you asked for feedback by telephone or if you send a letter or email. In my experience, people are much less likely to give honest feedback immediately over the phone. Instead, I think you'll have more success if you send a very polite and professional letter. And an email is okay, but a letter really is better. So send it about two weeks after the rejection and explain that you're asking for feedback as part of your career development. Specifically, tell the interviewer that you are impressed with him and his credentials. Then ask him if he's willing to help you. Most people are interested in helping others, or at least that's what I believe. Tell him you're sincerely interested in your professional growth and you would like him to provide you some brutally honest feedback so that you can improve your interview skills. Then you want to ask him for three specific things that you did well and that you should continue doing, and then three things you might consider doing differently the next time. By specifically asking for both the good and the bad, you're much more likely to get some thoughtful feedback that can help you, can really help you. Again, if your request is in writing, it gives the interviewer time to create a direct but tactful response, and it gives them the choice to respond by writing or by phone, whichever they're more comfortable with. Next, if you had an insider connection at any of these interviews, I would contact that person and ask if she can find out what really happened. Often a hiring manager is much more willing to give honest feedback to a neutral third party, like a colleague or an outside recruiter. By the way, Kylie, if you haven't been working with a recruiter, 
you'll want to try to find one that specializes in your area. Many recruiters are also interview savvy and are willing to help, especially if they think they can place you. I do recognize, however, that these strategies still may not work. So you may want to consider hiring a communication professional. A good career coach can not only provide you insight into your strengths and your weaknesses, but he can also teach you a process for creating and delivering accomplishment success stories that create the biggest impact during your interviews. A common mistake is that candidates haven't chosen, planned, and practiced specific career stories that directly relate to the skills and experiences desired for that particular position. You said in your email that you prepared for days. However, this type of in-depth preparation can take longer than a few days. And by the way, I outlined that process in my upcoming interview audiobook. And yes, I promise, that's the end of my shameless self-promotion. So Kylie, another no or low fee suggestion is to use your career services offered by your undergraduate or your graduate school. Because they help so many people with interviewing skills, they're often quite good. In particular, they're usually highly skilled at helping new graduates identify and articulate skills and experiences that are transferable to the workplace. Ask to set up a mock interview with one of the school's career coaches or peer volunteers if they have them. Give him or her the questions that you anticipate along with the job description and be sure to video record one of the mock interviews so that you can watch yourself later. If you can't get together with your school's career counselor in person, you can always send an interview video. Send the person helping you a link to a video of you answering interview questions. Be sure to also send the job description. Again, you'll want to ask them to provide you three specific things you did well and three specific things that could be improved. Don't just ask for feedback in general because you're likely to get a generic, yeah, it looks good to me, or yeah, it looks okay. Again, that's not going to help. If you're unable to get career services to help you, or perhaps in addition to the help you get from them, you might want to contact an old boss or an old professor and ask for their help too, or even just ask a friend or a family member for their feedback. All of these people can help you tremendously by providing you honest, direct feedback and insight on your strengths and weaknesses. By the way, last year when I started doing this show, I followed my own advice. And I sent my first few episodes out to a few colleagues, friends, and family. And I received some stinging comments, <laughs> along with positive feedback. And that really helped me to improve the show. I was really glad to have the positive comments because that helped me feel better about the stuff I had to work on. Finally, the next time you're at the end of an interview, you'll want to say something like, I've really enjoyed our conversation and I'm very interested in working here at XYZ Company. I think I would make a great fit for this position for these reasons, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, you say, do you have any concerns or hesitations? You'll be able to tell immediately by the reaction if there was a concern. If you're lucky, the person may choose to share any concerns. But again, there's a good chance they won't be completely truthful. And you'll need to send a follow-up note if you don't get the job. If they do tell you something, you'll need to listen carefully and not react. So listen and then thank them for giving you the feedback you might consider addressing very, very, very briefly on the spot. However, the time to really address it is in your thank you letter. It's critical to remain professional and polite at all times. So there you have it. Kylie, the most important thing you can do with interview rejections is to try to learn as much as you can by getting honest, direct feedback. You can do this by sending a letter to your interviewer, asking a neutral third party, 
utilizing the career services offered by your university, making practice videos, and of course, directly by asking at the end of each interview. Good luck on your upcoming interviews, and please let me know when you get the job you want. This is Lisa B. Marshall, passionate about communication. Your success is my business. P.S. If you're interested in learning more interviewing skills, I'll be presenting How to Build a Powerful Online Presence to Advance Your Career on September 9th, 2009 at the New York Academy of Science. As you may know, a poor online image or no image at all can negatively impact your job search, and just posting an online profile is not enough. Register to learn how to build a powerful online presence to advance your career. You can find links on the Public Speaker homepage. If you'd like to connect with me, feel free to join my networks on LinkedIn and Twitter or join my newsletter. All the links are in the show notes. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com. <laughs>